Oh, God. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess. The only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm the other co-host. I'm Tenant Michael. And we are a little lower energy than usual this week. You might be able to tell by our voices. Uh, we record. We are recording this the day after the Toronto Raptors won the NBA championship. We the North and Mike. We actually, you know, we did have it planned out to have a guest, and this is going to be a regular episode. But the guest lied to us. He. And I'm not going to say who it was, but his mm, name begins. His, he's his on a show called is, Air Farce. His name is Chris, and he. He's like, oh, I have to cancel. I've got a costume fitting. It's like, no, you're for sure hungover like us. I mean, that's a lie. So we're not going to name him, but, but he is a liar. And he is no longer welcome on uh, yeah. this show. Although right? we probably will have him on next week. Next week we'll have him on. So that. So first of all, he, we got boned by Chris big time. And then, or uh, physically, I, I don't know about Mike, but physically, I'm, got boned. I'm in hell. I'm, I'm boned. I'm really hungover. We were out partying till the wee hours last night uh, in Toronto amidst the wild mob. The city went bonkers. It went totally berserk uh, because this city hasn't seen a uh, a major championship win since what nineteen ninety three. Ninety three. Joe Carter. Joe Carter. Do you think Joe well, Carter? Well, that's if you don't count the the national or the lacrosse league uh, Toronto Rock wins. It's always some idiot like that on Twitter. Oh, actually, what about the Marlies? Um, but yeah, do you think oh. Joe Carter was out celebrating last night, um, the Raptors' victory? Yeah, I, I smoked a joint with him. No. Yeah, because we, we, we lost track of each other at some point in the mob, and I found Joe Carter, Yeah, and uh, we partied a bit. Um, it was nuts, Michael. It was nuts. Dude, no, we didn't watch the game together. No, no, no. Because I didn't want to watch it. You wouldn't tell me well, where you were watching it. That's right. So, um, and yeah. how was your experience watching the game? Oh, I watched it with some uh, working class Torontonians, and they're, you know, are working class people more emotional than, um, you know, uh, the, the managerial class? Yes. Mm. But that's something I, I really love. Well, that's probably what holds them back, because guys like me, I don't have typical human emotions, and right. that's why that's how you rise to the top of the mountain, because you know when you got to squash somebody. And you can turn off your emotions... Uh, at the flick of a switch mm-hmm. to go in for the kill, as it were. A hundred percent at any time. Who did you watch the uh, the big game with? Um, you know, uh, I was at a club. Um, ben Mulroney, who I haven't seen in a while, right? Uh, gave me an invite to come watch it with him. He was tweeting a lot about the Raptors during uh, oh, the lead up to the game six. He's all about it, and it's um. It's pretty neat because um, it wasn't just like watching on a big projection TV or anything. It was actually a projection hologram TV. Say what? Yeah, it's uh, it's like this new TV technology. So it was really like I was there, and um, you could literally uh, you could basically smell the sweat on Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry's head. <laughs> what did it smell like? Um, like I assume he cheese. Really? I think that's what sweat smells like. Well, if you're a high performance athlete mm. probably all the yeah you, the dairy comes out of your pores when you're uh you know do you think right now people would li- like drink their sweat 
Like they're that wild about the basketball team that they just drink a cup of their sweat, <laughs> of like Kawhi Leonard sweat, or yeah, uh, yeah I well, bet you could sell it on uh, eBay mm-hmm. or Kijiji. Right for our American listeners, the Canadian version of eBay is Kijiji, and huh. it's uh, it's great. I once bought a microphone off Kijiji. Um, should we tell the listeners right now that we are both uh, lying on our backs on a, on a hardwood floor? Sure, as we pod. I just thought absolutely we owe that to the listeners. Yes, um, I got home at four uh, thirty last night, and I I ate. This was stupid. I almost think I could have handled the alcohol, but oh, were you boozing, <laughs> Michael? I was. I was. I admit it. Um, I had a slice of big double slice of pizza at like four a.m. That's that's healthy. That's good. Oh, and where did you uh, get it? I think it was Pizza Gigi's or something. Oh yeah, that, and, they they have the. The, the best chef in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I and I got the pizza, and it was in a, a, a... They put it in a bag for me. And I walked the bag home. And by the time I got home, the entire bag was, like, see-through and wet. Ooh. Like, the grease had... was that, It was that greasy. See-through and wet. But do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so... It, and then I thought, oof, this is going to be nasty. And, I, and I'm like, I'll just have a few bites. I ate the whole damn thing. Well, of course you ate the whole damn good. thing. You were celebrating the the win of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Why wouldn't you eat a slice of pizza at 4 Oh, God. Um, yeah, but it was wild. It was wild last night, Michael. We met up in the mob, and uh, we t- yes. I, I took a picture of you by the Toronto sign, which yes. we tweeted out. I mean, that that must have gone viral. It went viral, and, um, you know, so so we, we met after the game at a, uh, a biker bar on Queen Street West, mm-hmm. former biker bar. Uh, called the Black Bull and uh, had a drink, and then it's we not really a biker bar, Michael. Well, it has it's a, just a bar has a history of uh, being a biker bar. Is that true? It does, yeah. Oh, wow. but now it's like it was a biker bar, and now it's just like it has changed, and like everything around it has turned into like a boutique store. Wow. So the bikers have basically been they don't know what the hell's going on. Man, it, it feels like would it be? It feels like almost it'd be embarrassing to say you're a biker now. I mean, I hope no biker gang guys are listening to this oh, and they find shit. me and kill me. But doesn't it feel a bit lame? Like, I'm in a bike gang. It's definitely a throwback thing. A yeah, boomer thing. Retro. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a thing on Zoomer magazine about it. Like, like Wild Hogs. Um, mm, great who flick. Was, who was in that? It was Tim Travolta. Allen. Yes. Uh, Travolta. I can picture the Wild Hogs pulling up to the Black Bull and stopping for a beer. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, I love it. Anyway, sorry. So we met at the Black Bull, <laughs> and then we walked down mm. Queen Street. Oh, it was it was uh, a phrase I like to use: "Beautiful chaos." Wow, it really was. People were beeping their horns. We walked all the way. I you I you left. We walked to Nathan Phillips Square. Then we went to Young Dundas Square. And I only left. made it to Nathan Phillips Square where, where Toronto City Hall is. But I did see, and people. you tipped your cap. I noticed to the City Hall. I, I noticed. Did. Yeah, literally, you pulled a cap out of your bag and put it on and tipped it. Tipped it to City Hall. Yeah, because uh, uh, it's a little old fashioned, but it's the way I was raised. I also said a prayer. Um, but people were. Half in, half out of their cars, sticking through the mm-hmm. sunroof uh, against all, you know, violating all sorts of safety violations, and uh, there was people, people uh, screaming. People were wearing yeah. traffic cones on their heads. Oh, that made me sick. I was surprised I didn't see uh, uh, women flashing their chests. You know, I'm surprised I didn't see that either. 
I didn't see any flashing or men flashing their penises. All I saw, the closest to nudity, was uh, men were stripping down to their underwear mm. and uh, running and splashing through the fountain in front of Toronto City Hall uh, on a very cold June night. Yes, yeah. Shrinkage! Uh, oh my god, it's total shrinkage. Yeah, that's true. Um, when I, when I, went, to, I went to a Young and Dundas Square, I bumped into frequent podcast guest Tom Henry, local comedian. Oh, he's a basketballer. He's a basketballer. He's all about hoops. And um, I was I was with him, and then I he lost him in the crowd at Young and Dundas Square at like oh, three in the morning, God. and I have not heard from him since, and I have not seen him since. Now, hearing, I mean, first of all, I hope we find Tom. I hope he doesn't become uh, dead. You know, a, a victim of crime. But that would be a wonderful premise for a thriller. Like, I'm thinking something with Liam Neeson or maybe Tim Allen, mm. where, you know, everyone's celebrating their city's victory, mm. and then a friend goes missing. Oh, in, God. In the crowd, in the celebration. That's actually good, Mike. And the lead detective, he goes home to crack the case, and he carries a bag of pizza home. Oh, and, and he eats it. And it's so greasy, the bag becomes see-through. Yeah. I mean, yeah, t- let's hope Tom made it. I don't know. He may not have. Tom, if you're listening and you're still safe... Call in. Call in now. Uh, all the lines are open. Mm. Do you think that Tim Allen was cheering for Golden State Warriors or the Toronto Raptors last night? My guess is Tim Allen doesn't support a sport that is uh, as multicultural as uh, basketball. Probably. He's probably a hockey guy. He's probably a hockey guy. Yeah, certain middle-aged white guys prefer... They're, they're, sometimes they're vocal about... Uh, preferring one sport over another and you gotta wonder why is that <laughs> it's true it's true he might like nick nurse tim allen because he's a white yeah. man nick nurse how about that guy huh he's got a real vibe I, if you um aren't a huge basketball fan he's the raptors coach and he's this sort of um hunk he's not a hunk mike he's this sort of regular joe you know what's funny I'm, i have a contractor right now he looks exactly like my contractor. Really? Yeah. And uh, Nick is also the first coach, I believe, in sports history to wear his own branded hat in interviews. <laughs> and when you see him in press conferences, he has a hat that has an NN on it. And it stands for Nick Nurse. He's the only coach ever to do that. Sometimes players will have a brand and did, they'll do it. Did Don Cherry not, uh, when, during his coaching days, did he not wear branded uh, <laughs> hats and scarves and gloves? <laughs> Well, you know, he should have, because he was famous for his wacky clothes, but he never made money off it. No. Um, so he has his own line of hats. I wonder if I wonder yeah. if sales are going through the roof today after the Raptors win. Yeah, everyone's getting their Nick Nurse hat. I tell you what, I bought a Nick Nurse hat and Nick Nurse brand uh, track pants, and I went to a club, and man... And let me tell you, people stop you. Women are sort of like, hey, you. Like, it, it makes a difference. They were saying, hey, you. To me. Yeah. Wow. Just because I had on the Nick Nurse gear. It's wild. That's insane. Nick has a vibe of like, I don't know, Nick Nurse kind of, I don't know, high school principal? Kind of like, yeah. Like, he would have been uh, a nerd as a kid, and mm. then he's risen to some sort of like, uh, yeah, small level of authority, like a high school principal, mm. and he's... But instead, he's a, <laughs> a basketball coach. He's a basketball coach. Mike, did you ever play basketball? Um, I played the fifth. No, <laughs> I, uh, I never played on Don't a team, but we did have a net in my driveway. 
when I was a boy, and I would spend hours out there just shooting hoops. And if anyone wanted to ever play one-on-one, I would go inside <laughs> and say I didn't feel well. Uh, That's neat. So you, you deep down, are a hoop head as well. I'm a hooper, yeah. Um, I love bouncing the ball. I love the sound of this, swish. Mm-hmm. And I love uh, breaking the backboards, mm-hmm. uh, shattering the, the glass. Oh, like on an aggressive dunk? Yeah. You know what's a good sound? When the ball is a swish, and it just makes this sound. I'm sorry if I popped the mic. Like this. You know? Yeah. The net doesn't even move. Satisfying. That's when you're like, oh, that should get bonus points. So, let's talk about the start of the game, uh, Mm. pregame. One of my favorite parts of any sporting event is Mm. when... The military shows up, and then everyone stands, and they sing the national anthems. So, mm-hmm. um, the previous game, we had had uh, Monica of From Monica Brandy, and Brandy. Brandy and Monica. She sang the Star Spangled Banner. a long time. She's looking great. Looking very good. Uh, wondered where uh, Brandy was. <laughs> and then Canada had some fat opera singer lead the crowd in a chant. Uh, yeah, what the, the fuck was that? Anthem. As if these basketball players are like, oh, goody. Yeah. On a Canadian opera singer. Well, apparently, Jeremy game- Lin loves the Canadian Opera <laughs> Company. He's always he's got season tickets. He's courtside there. But game one, also, the singers of O Canada were the tenors. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? How about, like, someone cool? Yeah. Well, game six, they did get someone cool. They got Sarah Basketball McLaughlin to sing O Canada. Because, like most people... When I think of basketball, I don't immediately think of the NBA logo or, uh, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard or LeBron. I think of Sarah McLaughlin, the 90s Chanteuse and founder of Lilith Fair. Do you? Wow. You know, I, I have to admit, I didn't really. But now that you say it, it kind of makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I could remember her hit song, Into the Fire. Yeah. I could see basketball highlights of a bunch of dunks set to that. And like the flame the a flaming fire. hoop and the baskets. Yeah. Oh like yeah, that could going be in. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What was her what was her other hit in the nineties? Take your breath away? Aftermath or something like that? And aftermath I'll take your breath oh, right. away. Right, right. That's a good hoop song. And like, then her kids column, play that in the in the playgrounds, shooting hoops. Then she wrote the theme to Columbine. Uh she did. that I I will remember you song. <laughs> she wrote it. She was commissioned by mm-hmm. uh the shooters, I think. Yeah. To write that song. <laughs> so <laughs> the shooters of Columbine hired her to write that song i'm i think that's what happened i think i have the timeline correct there but yeah then that that you know and those guys love basketball they were the stars of their team of their school's team huh yeah it it makes sense uh building a mystery building a basketball right because that was the original words wasn't it i forgot about that story yeah, yeah, she has... Like, she did, her, the whole song is about how do they build a basketball, which is kind of interesting if you think about it. How do you build a, a circle? How like, do you, I don't know how to do it. It's not like Lego pieces. What but are you doing? Her manager, I think, has to... So Sarah, mm. she writes the lyrics to her songs, right? Yeah. Finishes them. Mm. Sends them off to her manager, and he's the guy who has to go through them and take out all the basketball. He does basically like uh, a find and replace, mm. like in a Microsoft Word document. Mm. So like building... A basketball turned into building a mystery. Um, mm. Into the fire uh, had all sorts of basketball references. 
She talked about the Harlem Globetrotters in oh. the second verse, and the manager had to take that out. Well, yeah, I think her song Sweet Surrender was originally called Sweet Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> and they changed it to Sweet Surrender. Did you ever see a Harlem Globetrotters game? No. What even happens? They just beat this crappy team? So they, I saw them, I think once, or maybe twice, but at least once, and uh, they're, they just do tricks. Hmm. It's like, imagine Just for Laughs gags, but uh, <laughs> basketball version. Oh, I'm in. Like, the guy brings a stool like or a stepladder out to like wow. score a basket. They, they do all sorts of tricks. Hmm. I believe one of them at one point got in drag, sort of to do a Bugs Bunny thing, mm-hmm. to try and seduce the opposite team and create a distraction so that the Globetrotters, when they were down, could so, score more points. Is that true? It's, I, I think that's You're what happened. You're not sure it's a real memory? Wow, that's something else. But So the Harlem Globetrotters are famous, but lesser known, a lesser known sort of similar thing in the world of hockey, there was a group that would tour around called the Flying Fathers. Are you familiar with that? No. So it was a sort of like a Harlem Globetrotters ripoff thing, except it was like Catholic priests... This on a hockey true. team, this is true. I saw I saw them play, <laughs> and it was a team of Catholic priests, and they played against some other no name team, and they also they were like funny, and they would do like hockey tricks, and like when they were like down by a goal, they would like stop and like literally do a hail mary on the Are you like they pray, me? and they would like do jokes, but also send out a like pro Catholic message, like. They would do a joke one moment, and the next moment they'd say, like, you know, uh, human life begins at conception. Wait, where did you see this? This would have been in Peterborough, Ontario. <laughs> when? In the... So, so when I was in, you, like, grade six or something? So you just got taken to this thing that's, like, a Christian hockey team? Yeah, called the Flying Fathers, and they would do... That's it was very insane. similar to the Harlem Globetrotters, except it had a, like, Catholic message... <laughs> Like, the idea of even just a hockey Harlem glo- Globetrotters is insane. It's very specific. The fact that they're all priests is mental. What the hell? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they raised some money for the IRA. What? No, no, I'm, I'm just teasing here. But uh, they, they were Catholic. Wow. That is something else, Mike. That's crazy. We should look them up and see if they're still around. Yeah, get them on the podcast. Yeah. That'd be a good get. Um, yeah, so, so, um, Sarah McLaughlin sang the anthem. Oh, and what about the American anthem, Michael? Did you catch who sang the American anthem last night? It was not John Mahoney, but what's his name? The guy from Train. All I know is he's the guy from Train. His, I think his name is Pat Mahoney. An Irishman. He, sound, he sounds like an Irishman as well. I hear he almost got confused and sang the Irish national anthem. <laughs> now imagine the scandal that would have caused. Oh my God, that would have been great. His name is, in fact, Patrick Monahan, Patrick Monahan from the band train. Now to sing the American national anthem, Patrick Monahan. Oh man, train! That that's a that's an absolutely insane choice. Like Sarah McLaughlin is pretty wild, but (laughs) Game Six of the NBA Finals, the guy from Train. He didn't even hell. He didn't even take time to brush his damn hair before he hit the court. Did you see it? He looked like he just woken up. Yeah. Bedhead, Mike. It's called being a rock star. That's called a cool right. haircut. He did look like a Muppet, though. Not to be too mean, or I guess you're not supposed to make fun of how people look now. But he looked like a Muppet. That's pretty mean. 
But he did. But it, but I think so, like he looked like he. I don't mean to be too mean, but he looked like he was old, getting older, but had was trying very hard to look young. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. And um, I think you said it well. Yeah. But he, I tell you what, he gave it. He gave it more than Sarah. I'm going to say that. That's not a popular. That's not going to be a popular take today. Oh. But I think the train guy. He gave more oomph to his anthem than Sarah did. Our you know, fans Canada. are going to be all over you for saying we're going to lose some listeners over this but i'm going to go to the wall to it mike are, are you how many train songs can you name i feel like i'm like most people in uh in 2019 i can name one drops mm-hmm. of jupiter and that's it <laughs> can you name more than that mm, you know as i asked the question i actually thought i had in my mind a second one and i i don't i think i lost it wait wait uh the other song all aboard Oh, I don't remember that. It's the first song on their first <laughs> album. It's like huh. you just hear like the sound effect of like. Oh, neat! So they really went liter- literal with that. Yeah, their first album before Drops of Jupiter, it was like a concept album about mm. the experience and the excitement of taking a journey by rail. Oh, and wasn't it sort of like a guided, almost audio tour of the history of the railway being built across North so, America? Yeah, like the st- from the steam engine. Um, what was his name? The Scottish guy who made it. Uh, mm. uh, uh, who invented the steam engine? James. James. Uh, some, some <laughs> you Scottish know what? Guy. James, it's all you have to say. People know who you're talking about. And it was a journey from, like from the 1800s to modern day rail, like bullet trains. Such like Elon a, Musk. It's, it's funny because now you think of train as pretty much a light pop band with not a lot of substance but it's crazy mm-hmm. that their first album was such a hard in you know concept album it was like an old genesis uh thing right absolutely and the songs were not short they were you know and the songs had a lot of technical details like it was literally like explaining blueprints of how james to, watt james watt there we go james watt it was like ex, you know explaining blueprints of how the how the steam engine worked right and, and the liner notes mm. literally were blueprints and mm. you know like almost like an ikea manual for how you could build your own steam engine um or an electric engine for a modern train amazing and it was crazy too on that first train album um, there was a hidden track after the final song, <laughs> yeah. and it was just the lead singer of Train going, choo-choo, choo-choo, and then giggling like a baby. Wild. Why? And it wasn't it, a hit. The album was not a hit. It wasn't a hit, but it's really good. And their second album was acapella. Oh. And I'll, I'll explain how it was acapella. It was just the members of the band, you know, the guys. Absolutely. And they would just take turns each track, and they'd be like, track one would be like, Next stop, you know, Newark. <laughs> and then track two would be like, next stop, Chicago. And you'd hear like the rumble of the train on the tracks. And wow. uh, it was it was wild. I think for them that album was like their Pinkerton, you know, like it was it was <laughs> Didn't not, a, not a commercial success, but the fans really, really love it in retrospect. Mm-hmm. And train train heads and I'm talking about train the band and train the the machine, like train heads. You know? Yeah. Train they heads. love it. Wow. So yeah, they had Patrick Monahan do the national anthem. Mm. We haven't talked about um the other uh I forget what game it was. Metallica. Yeah, a few games back. You know, I still haven't seen that. I really want to see it. So James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett did an instrumental like uh, guitar duel. No, Lars? Lars was in the crowd, but he was conspicuously absent what from the performing. Why wasn't he performing? I guess, I don't know. He couldn't figure out the, the rhythm for Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> 
Okay, so I haven't seen it. So what was it like? It was like a twin harmonized guitar version of oh, cool. Star Spangled Banner, and it was fun because they kept sh- uh, cutting to the stoic faces of uh, the I don't know soldiers who were holding the flag while <laughs> James and Kirk like wanked the national anthem. <laughs> And uh, wow, and that was good. And who was the Canadian one who did that one? Oh, it was like a country singer. Ah, damn, I don't, I don't remember. She took some liberties with the national anthem. Okay. Apparently, people crapped all over her on the internet. Um, what's your favorite Metallica song? Uh, Creeping Death. <laughs> Weird. I never. I'm actually surprised you knew any Metallica songs, Mike. That's more of a me vibe. No, no, no. I love Metallica. Creeping Death is actually my. I'm surprised you don't know this. Well, it's my ringtone. I feel like every time I come over to your place, we, you know, we were talking about the Harlem Globetrotters. You know that Harlem Globetrotter song, like the do do do, Sweet Georgia Brown. Do do. Yeah. Sorry, we were talking. Yep. I feel like every time I come over, you're playing that and sort of dancing and pumping yourself up to that song. Yeah. So I'm surprised that you also enjoy the song Creeping Death. Well, I let's just say I, uh, I'm a man of very diverse tastes. Mm, interesting. I lo- I, I'm a master of puppets guy. You're a master guy. I see. Yeah. That song is great. And apparently about his battle with alcohol. Really? Someone told me that, which I guess it makes sense. Alcohol is his puppet master. Interesting. So he's mm. so James is like Kermit, <laughs> and alcohol is Jim Henson. Yes, yeah. Except it's not as fun. Yeah, shit. That actually is a really good point. Imagine Kermit, you know, Kermit singing that song. I don't be want- your master. Wow. And Jim Henson is is like. You know, manipulating Kermit, like, I can make you do anything I want. <laughs> That'd be fun if they made a Jim Henson biopic, but portrayed him as, like, like a creepy villain. Like, <laughs> yeah, I own Kermit. Yeah, and then it's from the puppet, the Muppet's perspective. Like, we just don't have control. We need to get control of our lives. And then they have to take down Jim Henson to get control of their life. I saw there's a... Uh, exhibition of uh muppets in new york city damn they have everything they have everything yeah that's why al-qaeda wanted to attack it 9-11 but the first you so you go to the the museum and the first muppet you see as you enter they like it's kermit in a glass case and when it was like neat to see him but i was also like well you've gone and blown your load right off the bat (laughs) the most famous man of all, yeah. Start with like Beaker or Scooter or some some lesser dumb Muppet. one, Fozzie, Fonzie, or whatever the hell that guy was. Was it Fonzie? Fozzie. Yeah, Fozzie sucked. Rolf. Even start with Rolf. Who's Rolf? He was uh, the dog who played piano. Damn, I don't even remember that guy. Yeah, he you can't like start with Kermit. Yeah, it's like if you. Okay, I'm gonna get myself into trouble with this uh, analogy, but if you're on a date with someone. And as they, uh, you know, they ring your doorbell to start the date, you open the door and you immediately ejaculate. Okay. That is, that is basically what... Does that make sense? Is that yeah. an apt comparison? I think I know what you're going for. Like Kermit being first is the same as... Uh, Jizzing right as you meet someone. Because yeah. your date wouldn't be impressed. Man. Kermit, it's crazy that Kermit is this 
global star, if you really think about it. He's bigger than Jesus. He is. What is it about Kermit that we as a society just cannot get enough of? Well, he made the leap that, I'm sad to say, Mickey Mm -hmm. and Bugs couldn't Mm -hmm. make. He was memified. He was turned into that Ah. funny meme where he's sipping that iced tea and people are like, oh, but it's none of my business. And it's infinitely adaptable to whatever situation you need. Is I've got a question. Is Kermit a low sex drive guy? Low because, T? Yeah, low testosterone. Because all I see is a pretty hot chick, Miss Piggy, yeah. who's got a lot of attitude. She's clearly attractive. She's got a, a sexy energy. Yeah. And she's like, hey, Kermit, let's go out. And she's he's throwing like... throwing herself oh, at him. Um, I think I've got a documentary to watch. What is wrong with you, Kermit? She's a nice woman and pretty hot. Well, maybe, I mean, who are we to judge Kermit, first of all, is what I will say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he has... Coming from you, okay. you know, oh. you would do the same, probably. Well, you know what? To, to, that, to answer that point, uh, I feel like I have a lot in common with Kermit. <laughs> and maybe I have some biological problems, some health issues that you don't know about. Huh. Maybe Kermit is also suffering from ED. Maybe mm-hmm. Kermit, um, maybe he's depressed. Maybe he has intimacy issues, and they've never explored that in any Muppet movie. But I wonder if they explored it in that Muppet movie where that X-rated one that came out recently. Oh, the Happy Town Killer oh, Murders? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably talked about that stuff. Who is your favorite Muppet of all time? <clears throat> Great question. Mm, damn. I kind of like that bald guy. Is he a scientist or... Professor Bunsen Honeydew? Yeah. Wow, you know all the names, huh? Yeah. I like that guy, and um, I kind of like... Can I say something? Mm. And I, I do want to hear the rest mm, of your mm. list. Professor Bunsen Honeydew's assistant, Beaker. Mm. And Beaker, he, just so I'm clear, is Beaker's the guy with the like cylindrical head? Yes. I love that guy. He's got anxiety through the roof. He I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that maybe a job being around dangerous chemicals when you're that anxious, maybe he picked the wrong career. (laughs) Hey, maybe Beaker needs to try CBD oil. Now that could be an interesting movie in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Who who are your favorite Muppets? Oh, God. Well, Kermit. And uh, let's see. Who else? I like... uh, What's his name? Lou... Who's the guy who throws the boomerang fish? Damn, man. I don't know. You know more about the Muppets than me. Lou Bega. No, Lou Bega is saying... He sings Mambo number five. five. Well, you tell me your other ones. I'll look up his name. Damn. I mean, Gonzo. You gotta like Gonzo. Lou Zealand. Lou Zealand. Oh, like, that's a plane. I got my boomerang fish. That guy. Wow. Uh, sorry, Gonzo? You like that? Yeah, you gotta like Gonzo, I guess. Because of his energy? His Gonzo energy? Yeah, he's like fun and he doesn't give a F. And he's got a thing for uh, bestiality, I noticed. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, he, he's in love with... I can't be the first person to break to broach the subject, but he's in love with a chicken. I didn't realize that he is. Yeah. Is it like not like an anim, a Muppet, like how... Like, is it an animal in a different way? Well, what is Gonzo? That's a good point. He's a man. <laughs> Oh, shit. Cause I guess that's right, because it's not weird for Miss Piggy wanting to get with a frog, because she's an animal, too. But if Gonzo's a man, and he wants to have sex with a chicken, wow. He's, Some, he's fucked up. Someone's got to check his internet history. 
That would be a good movie. Mm. You know what would be a good movie if you, just a guy realizing he hadn't deleted his internet history and his girlfriend or roommate or someone is going to check it and he's racing home to delete it. <laughs> and what has he looked up? We don't find out till the end. That's the That's the hook. And, you know, it could be uh, either it's something super bad like bestiality <laughs> or it's just normal tame pictures of babes in bikinis. Or maybe it's like he's been looking up uh, engagement rings. Oh, my God. That's a good idea. Or underage videos. Yeah. yeah. Maybe well, both. Maybe maybe both. So they kind of cancel each other out. If you look up a terrible thing, but you also look up a nice thing. You're even. People are more complicated than just uh, good or evil. Hmm. Um, so, was there anything else you wanted to mention about the the game? Let's oh yeah, because this is our basketball themed episode. Yeah, that's yeah. why we've been spending seventy five percent of it talking about Muppets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, Metallica. Mm. Uh, they did the national anthem, uh, and it was good. Mm. And uh, it reminded me of recently. Uh, there was a video on Twitter of. The guitarist from Corn, did you see this? Named, okay, his name is. Uh, I think he goes by the name Head. Okay, uh, Brian Welch is his oh, name. That doesn't sound like the name of a guy in Corn. But I think his yeah, Brian Welch seems like uh, you know I'm an insurance salesman. But I think he mm. goes by uh, the name Brian Head Welch. He did a uh, collaboration with Mike Huckabee on the Mike Huckabee show no. on the Christian network that Mike Huckabee uh, broadcasts on. And there's a video of them, uh, of Head mm-hmm. chugging on his guitar, and then Mike Huckabee in his suit uh, playing bass. And what? Apparently, Corn fans got mad. I hope like, they're pissed. Why are you? And you don't want to get these people pissed. Like that, Mike. Mike Huckabee doesn't fit the Corn image. They can't be rocking with Mike Huckabee. Now, Corn talks about being a freak on a leash, whereas mm. Mike Huckabee is a. Uh, you know, straight-laced guy. Uh, in He's a certainly not a freak. No. And although he might have a leash, some of these uh, button-down guys are the biggest freaks in the bedroom, so you never yeah. know. That's shocking. And uh, so then Head responded <laughs> to his critics. Head, uh, Brian Welch, the guitarist yeah. from Corn. Head. Uh-huh. Uh, by telling them he... He's only ever uh, been treated well by Mike Huckabee. He was, you know, uh, he's, he's a very kind uh, man, and he's not into politics. He doesn't understand anything about politics. All he cares about is, you know, on a one-on-one level, Mike Huckabee was nice to him. Wow. Well, then you got to admire that. One of my main corn memories was that my friends in high school were all in, like, some of my friends were in a heavy metal band or a metal band called Abattoir. And they liked oh corn. Oh my god! And um, they, my my bass player friend was like, "Oh, the bass player from Corn tunes his uh, bass so low, and then if you listen, it sounds so bad." Because he's like, he's it's so low, it's like wah wah wah, like you can't even hear. It's just it sounds like a fart. It's the sound of corn. It's the sound that corn makes. <laughs> a low vibration. Um, so abattoir, just that mm. the images that come to my mind when you when yeah. you say that word, mm. very shocking. Did you yeah. ever uh, audition to join them? Were you a no, roadie? Were I, you a groupie? I, I think I introduced Maybe. them once. I think I did. But they abattoir, they were man. If you're talking like Caledon East metal bands in the late '90s, 
they were big. And actually, they did a show. I think I might have said this on the podcast. They did a show with Sum 41 before Sum 41 got big. Abattoir did. They did. And they, they, they said that Sum 41 was like, yeah, man, we all fucking dropped out of school. Cool. And then my friends were like, you guys are stupid to drop out of school. Lo and behold... They were right to drop out of high school. That must have been the last time Abattoir felt, uh, you know, be- like above some 41. <laughs> <Well>. Superior. <laughs> You're probably right on that. But did Abattoir go on to graduate high school? Oh, all the guys of Abattoir did. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a fireman now. I mean, I-, I don't know if they listen to this. I haven't kept in touch with some of these guys too well. But uh, Jay is a fireman. Good for him. Another guy has a good job um, at a grocery company. Um, okay. I'm not sure what my bass playing friend is up to now, but he's hilarious. Great bass player. Mm, what if we try to get guys. to reunite the guys from Abattoir to do an episode of, of this show? Oh, that'd be fucking cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Think they'd still play together or are they still friends? With I each think other? so. I think so. Well, we had Robin Hatch at the live show. You know, we could have my old friend Matt play bass. Yeah. I mean, this is basically a music podcast. Actually, that's kind of a fun idea if during the whole podcast, there's just a bass line quietly in the background. Yeah. I mean, some podcasts have music going too loud, arguably, throughout the entire thing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That could be fun, though. I'm seriously thinking about this. We just get my old friend Matt... He can stand in the corner and just be like, do, 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 drop do, that do, bass do. way low. Yeah. Hmm. All my friends, too. Well, I'm gonna, I was going to give away too much info. I'm not going to say it. Never mind. What can I ask? Please. Did they dress the part? Like, did they, did they dress like corn, like white no. guys with dreads mm. and like fucked they up? They were kind clothes? of, no, no. They were just regular guys. They kind of thought it was funny. Right. They were like those metal guys that thought it was funny. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They weren't like Jokers. really into it. Jokers. They were kind of a joke band. They weren't as serious as some 41. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They should have had Wibbly and the gang do uh, O Canada. Oh, shit. That's a good idea. The, yeah. I wonder what he looks like now. But yeah, some 41, now that would have been that would have been a little bit more in the basketball spirit. Oh, no, that sounds like no effects, but like, oh, oh Canada, yeah. that would be. <laughs> did you like uh, no effects? I did for a bit. <laughs> and, then, white... and then I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Did every white kid like you and me kind of like no effects when they were 18 at that time? Yeah, that Southern California pop punk sound really spoke to uh, Southern <laughs> Ontario teenagers. Yeah, I feel yeah. like everyone I knew, like, who else was there? Lagwagon? Uh, Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Society. Uh, <laughs> no use for a name. Mm, um, yellow card. Yeah. Coldplay. Yeah. <laughs> Southern California's finest. Oh, God. What else? Did, was there anything else about the basketball game we want to talk about? I mean, um, they didn't show any celebs in cutaways last night, did they? Great point. No. And in, in the rest of the series, we, we saw loads of celebs. Barack Obama was at a Raptor game in Toronto. And he was holding in his hand... A Timmy's. That must have been a great moment for you. I saluted the cup and the man. <laughs> oh wow! Did, wow, that yeah. I wonder what he had in that cup. What do you what do you guess? Obama got from Timmy's. Uh, I'm gonna say he went for a double double. Because when in Rome, I'm gonna say a creamy chill. Really? Yeah. Imagine the Secret Service man who had to go to the Tim Hortons for President Barack Obama and order his creamy uh... chill. God, the honor. You know what? This is a, this is a true story, right? I'm going to tell you. Oh, God. This is d- dead true. I have never in my life, I had never had a double-double. 
And if you aren't from Canada, it's this weird frigging, it's this, it's this weird hokey thing here where it's just, people just talk about double 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 doubles have a double double it's like it's like, a, it's like the way americans talk about the constitution yeah that's the way we talk about double doubles <laughs> yeah it's like if you just imagine like a 45 year old dude with a goatee and a necklace and like a team canada hockey hat and he kind of stinks he probably <laughs> is like i'm where's my double double like it's just that's a canadian thing 90 percent of uh canadian men's last words on their deathbeds is where's my double double? Yeah. So I honestly got, I had never had one, one in my life. And I went to Tim Hortons to get a tea. And I thought to myself, I'm going to get my tea, but I want to try a double double to see what the hell this is, even. I don't even understand what it is. And so I ordered my tea and a small double double. Ugh. And I tried the double double. It is so sick. It's disgusting. It's just like sweet as... The double-double like, stands for double cream, double sugar. So that's why everyone has fucking diabetes. Yeah. It's gross. It's like... It was so... It was like a, drinking a melted donut. It was so and that's gross. our national cuisine. Yeah. Double cream, double sugar. Double-double. And I've stood in about line in Tim Hortons behind someone getting a triple-triple. Did you know that? That's oh, sick. God. If you're getting a triple-triple, get out of here. That is sick. <laughs> triple cream and triple sugar. I once stood uh, in front of Rob Ford at the liquor store. Is that true? When he was still alive. Yeah, he came in. Is that true? While he was mayor, he came in to the uh, liquor store and everyone was like, oh, Mayor Ford. And started like saying hi to him. Kidding? And there was a cyclist who was like, Mayor Ford, what will you do about the bike lanes? And he was like, ah. and he bought a, like a shitty plastic bottle of like print Russian Prince vodka. Like not even, wow. not even like <laughs> nice vodka. He just bought like oh. garbage vodka when it was already known that he was like an alcoholic <laughs> out of control mayor. He was rich, right? Yeah. Why is this guy smoking? I mean, I guess you don't have to be. Rich people smoke crack, but why? Why are you buying cheap vodka? And like, at least send in your like yeah. uh, assistant to do it. No, he came and he's like a man of the people, buying his own garbage vodka. And look where he is now. You know, I actually do wish he had been alive to see the Raptors win. That would have just been fun. Imagine the the cutaway shots of him uh, at the game. Oh enjoying my himself. god, he would have gone nuts. He would have smoked crack last night in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I bet he would have been in the locker room and like, remember when he got videotaped speaking in a Patois accent? You go and give the he, team he a pep talk in a, in a Patois? Yeah, he would have been like, yeah, talking like that to the players. <laughs> oh, God, Rob. I know he was like, like his politics, people hated and it kind of messed up the city and he was probably a bad guy, but he, he was like, I do... He was kind of... I don't know. He's funny. Doug Ford, let's put it this way. I hate Doug. He, he couldn't do a, 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 an offensive Jamaican Patois accent no. to save his life. Doug... Bite my balls. But Rob, I mean, he, I, I don't... He's, you don't want him to be running a city or anything, but he's like... A, he was funny. R.I.P. Rob. R.I.P. I wish he, wish he had been there. Imagine him partying last night and stuff. He would have gone nuts. If he hadn't died already... 
<clears throat> Had he been alive he for last night, he would have died last night. My, yeah. Rob Ford would have died last night. It would have night. found his body floating in the fountain in front of City Hall. <laughs> just like with like, this man's body is 90% drugs. <laughs> He's tainted the water supply. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone in Toronto is now on crack. So, uh, uh, in summary, wanna, go wanna, Raps. Go Raptors. I just want to apologize, too. I, I probably sound... So weird. I can auto tune your voice to oh, make it sound new, uh, normal. This has been a this has been a struggle, um, but yeah, that was go Raptors. I hope Kawhi stays. Yeah, Michael, do you have any insights? Um, well, I wrote him an email asking him to stay. I uh, you did I'd make him a make him a supper and uh, <laughs> take him on a little tour, show him the finer points of life in Toronto. Well, everybody says he's either it, it's a lot like Toronto comedians. Everybody says he can he's either going to go to L.A. <laughs> or he's going to stay here. That'd be great if Kawhi leaves Toronto, goes to L.A., signs with an agency. Next mm. thing you know, he's in the writer's room for season five of uh, the, what's the it? Goldbergs. Goldbergs. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. Or he might go to L.A. and get on social media a lot. Like, I'm loving it. It's great. Yeah. And then you find out later he actually had a bummer of a time and is going to move back. Yes, he might do that too. That's a. Those are the two paths for Canadian comedians. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of basketball players who are in writing rooms in La La Land, mm-hmm. um, uh, of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I forgot his name for a second. He was in the writers' room for the last season of uh, Veronica Mars. Did you know that, James? No. He is a writer. He's written, I think, a few books, and he. He did a uh, a book that was like a Sherlock Holmes mystery. That's hey, good for him. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed somebody so tall is... Like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Because you feel like if you're born that tall, you just give up on everything else. Like, I don't have to do anything. I'm so tall. I don't have to try. I don't have to write for Veronica Mars. Yeah. I'm six foot ten. Yeah. There was a funny episode of... Uh, what the F with Mark Marin, mm. where he interviewed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and at the end, because Mark Marin loves talking about music, mm. they started talking about jazz. Ugh. And Mark Marin was like, he thought he was onto something. He's like, you must love listening to jazz on vinyl, man, right? You love vinyl? Ugh. All that, it's just, nothing sounds like vinyl. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was like, no, I don't like records. CDs sound much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Mark Marin. Well, Mike, um, this was a fun episode. Um, a little different than a usual. A little different. We'll, we will go back to normal next week. We apologize for the slight curveball. But hey, when the Raptors win the NBA mm-hmm. championship, <laughs> you got to roll with the punches. And we're rolling with it today. And uh, we had a the, guest cancel. Chris Wilson is forever banned from appearing on this show. Yeah. And he... and. I'm going to shame... we we got to all shame him next time we see him. Yes. And he'll be on soon. And, uh, yeah, that was amazing. That was really exciting. Congrats to our... We have some listeners who are big Raptors fans, I know. NS Esmer, yes. he listens to every episode. That, that guy's a big Raptors fan. He loves them. Miguel Rivas, who's been on the pod? Freddie Rivas, his Freddie brother. Rivas. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? All, every yeah. one of our Patreon subscribers. We all love yeah. the Raptors. Oh, God. Well... <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Goodbye.